This is a hypothetically great podcast. This is Tech News for MBAs. I'm Paul Canetti. It is Friday, October 28th, 2022. Well, last week we talked about billionaires buying social media companies. And as of today, Elon Musk has completed his transaction to buy Twitter. He owns Twitter. He has already fired the CEO, Parag Agrawal. I think also their CFO, some other senior execs, says he's going to lay off about 75% of the team. And if you don't like it, well, you're probably one of the people that uh, is getting fired. And this week's episode is not about this, but I had to mention it right up front because it's, it just happened. And obviously it's very pertinent to our conversation from last week. I might be the only person on earth who thinks this is awesome. I don't think it's awesome that Kanye West has really gone off the deep end and is just a full-on anti-Semite and is going to own a social media platform. That's not good news. Elon Musk, who has created the electronic vehicle industry, has revolutionized space travel. Uh, before all of that, like invented online payments, essentially, with PayPal. He's a polarizing figure, but like, I love Twitter. And putting a really, really competent person like him in charge of Twitter sounds freaking great uh, to me as a user. And ultimately, I do think as a society, uh, the downside is that we don't want to have to trust individual billionaires to like make things work out or run things into the ground. Like It shouldn't be that fragile. We should be able to create systems that are not reliant on individual people to make it work or not. And again, that's why things like uh, decentralized uh, systems that are enabled by blockchain technology and all this Web3 stuff is, I think, a really interesting thread to pull at. But no, this week we are talking about something else, uh, actually Web3-related, with uh, some updates to Apple's developer guidelines for iOS and the App Store. So that's where we're going this week. Before that, quick reminder that it would be lovely if you left a rating or review for this podcast. It is very helpful as far as like the search algorithm and all that stuff. Probably takes you, you know, 30 seconds to do it, but has a lot of value for me and for the podcast. And also, if you haven't subscribed yet to my newsletter, Product Tips, uh, it's a weekly newsletter. You guessed it, with a product tip. It's free. Check it out, paulkinetti.org. All right. I think we should talk about Apple and NFTs with this week's headline. Apple has released new guidelines for its developer community around NFTs and other crypto products. Apple crypto. I just want to give you an idea of the scale, right? So like Apple 
measures its user base now in the billions. Not one billion, but probably like, let's say, two billion active devices, something like that, and growing quickly. Crypto, we are measuring users in the millions and even really mainstream. You can't see my air quotes. Well, if you're watching the video recording of this, you can. But if you're listening, there were air quotes there. Um, the mainstream sort of uh, use cases for crypto right now, like an NFT exchange like OpenSea, which is the biggest NFT marketplace in the world. Last I checked, I think they still had under 2 million registered accounts. So this isn't even like active accounts. This is just people that have ever registered for an account ever, uh, under 2 million on the most popular NFT marketplace, right? So as a fraction, 2 million over Apple's 2 billion users, we are talking about a very, very small percentage of people that care about this stuff. So for Apple even to have anything to say about NFTs, I think is significant because it's sort of demonstrating that they think it is, if not big enough now, sort of going to be big enough or at least a big enough part of the sort of cultural conversation that they need to address it. And so basically what these new guidelines say is that NFTs, like any other digital product, will be subject to Apple's uh, fees. And that is a 30% take right off the top of any in-app purchase. If it's a subscription product, they take 30% in the first year and 15% in subsequent recurring years. You know, think of like a, a recurring subscription. Something like an NFT is usually a single bespoke purchase. Now be 30%. So that's a high percentage. And a lot of people are up in arms in general about Apple's 30%. By the way, Google also takes 30%. Amazon also takes 30%. It's not just Apple, but they were the first, I think, where they move, everyone else goes. All of that is to say, the Web3 community, I think, had some sort of magical thinking going on that NFTs, for some reason, would be exempt from this 30% taxation that Apple has. If you're not familiar with this whole concept, let's back up a minute and talk about the App Store rules in general, um, these fees that Apple takes and sort of the history of that and where we are sort of in this fight against the fees from the developer community. So first of all, you should know that if you are publishing an app onto Apple's App Store, you're subject to their rules. This is not a free and open internet where you can just publish a website and the website could basically be anything, say anything, do anything as long as it's, as it's not breaking any laws. No, Apple has an app store and it is run by them. Each and every app is approved by a team of human reviewers. Each and every app update. So when you're updating version 1.1, version 1.2, version 1.3 of your random game or camera app or whatever it is, those are being reviewed by humans. And there's a really, really long list of things you have to do and a really even longer list of things you're not allowed to do if you want your app and your updates to be approved. And that's everything from the way it looks to the way it functions, um, to the sorts of error messages you can have, to the sorts of devices that it needs to support. 
and the sorts of purchases that are allowed or not and how those purchases can be made. And so for physical goods, like if you had an app that sold, you know, t-shirts that actually someone buys a t-shirt in the app and then a physical t-shirt is mailed to them as a result, Apple does not take 30%. In fact, Apple doesn't take any percent of those purchases. If you have an app that monetizes through advertising, like a social media app, um, and you put that on Apple's App Store, and then you sell advertising, uh, Apple does not get any percentage of that advertising revenue. So, you know, what should be coming to mind for you is like Instagram, TikTok, right? These big multi-billion dollar businesses that have been built with these apps, Apple doesn't take any of that. No. So what does Apple take 30% of? It's digital products, digital media, uh, you know, uh, a game, right? And you buy some extra coins or like a special sword with diamonds to beat the bad guy in the game. Um, and that's an in-app purchase, you know, or you die in Candy Crush and you want to buy more turns or anything like that where you are buying something that's purely digital. Um, it's not being shipped to you in the mail because it's not the sort of thing you can put in the mail. This also applies to videos, to music, to uh, ebooks or audiobooks, um, anything that's digital. This is why, for instance, services like Netflix and Spotify, they don't sell this stuff through Apple. You have to go to their website separately, sign up, and then you can use the app to sign in and listen or watch or whatever, because they don't want to give that 30%. But then, you know, by contrast, uh, something like the New York Times app, right? You can subscribe right in the app and uh, as an in-app purchase and Apple's taking 30%. Whereas if you just went to the NewYorkTimes.com and signed up for the same exact subscription, they would be keeping that 30%. And so it's a big business decision there, uh, how you want to handle it. Now, NFTs mostly today are digital media like JPEGs. And that to me totally makes sense why Apple would consider it something that they would take 30% of. If they're taking 30% of an article or a video or an audio file or anything else, not on the blockchain, just like normal media, um, why should it matter what sort of database it's being stored in, which ultimately is what like the blockchain is. The problem is it's really hard to uh, have a business where you have to give 30% away of every purchase every time, like right off the top. You know, when I was building Maz, my company uh, that we launched in 2010, right after the App Store uh, came out, this is before you could even have in-app subscriptions, um, but there were individual in-app purchases. And our customers were media companies. In those early days, it was primarily magazines and newspapers that wanted to create apps and sell content inside those apps. Eventually, it was uh, video subscription services. All of, of the stuff we're talking about here, we were right on the front lines uh, in talks with Apple, sort of liaising between these big companies. You know, our biggest accounts were Forbes and Bloomberg and Condé Nast and these big brands 
And they were like, we're not going to pay 30% to Apple. And Apple was basically like, yes, you are. And they're like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Well, guess what? They're all paying 30%. They're all paying 30% across the board. Um, there's just no leveraging power that anybody has when they're dealing with Apple. Apple's just way, way, way too big. And it's their world. If you're selling in their app store, you're going to follow their rules. And if you don't like the rules, then don't sell an app in their app store. That's their perspective, at least. And so now coming back to this moment with NFTs and the Web3 community sort of kicking and screaming about this, it's just like, you're not going to win. Like, this is not going to go your way. You have to build this in to your plans. If you want to sell NFTs through an in-app purchase, transacting through Apple's payment gateway, you're going to pay the fee just like everyone else. Much, much bigger uh, businesses than yours are paying that 30%. If you want to work around it and have people transact on your website and then just sort of like see those NFTs inside the app, but you're adding friction, right? Like when someone sees something in the moment, it's just really easy to go through the checkout process um, of an in-app purchase. And so there's some math that every company has to do where it's like, are we going to have such a better conversion rate because it's such a frictionless experience that the volume will make up for that 30% hit we're going to take? And the answer to that's probably going to differ in each case. So you're going to see a lot of headlines around this is a blow to crypto, a blow to the NFT you know, community, uh, blah, blah, blah. But to me, I just think it was completely wishful thinking to imagine that this would have happened any other way. Um, because like the whole point here is we're selling digital goods, we're selling digital products. And of course, why would it be any different than any other digital product? We're 14 years into this thing. None of this should be a surprise to anyone uh, at this point. All that being said, I actually think this is bullish for Web3 and NFTs in general, that Apple is acknowledging it. Apple is building in specific guidelines with specific language around NFTs. There's some other rules that they uh, added and clarified around crypto exchanges. Um, and so I think that's exciting to see. Like it's on their radar. They care. Um, they think that it's important enough to mention. And um like always, people are mad at them because it's easy to be mad at the biggest company in the room, but it's really hard to win an argument with them. This does sort of beg the question of whether governments are really the only true challenger that Apple has and uh, regulatorily will uh, regulators in various markets, different countries, sort of crack down against this 30% taxation that Apple takes, claiming that it's anti-competitive, blah, blah, blah. It's a hard legal argument to make, as it turns out, but it does feel like there's a bit of a groundswell over the past couple of years where there's enough people talking about it that maybe they'll be forced to, uh, to buckle in specific ways. But I know better than to bet against Apple. All right. Well, if you're going to buy an NFT, just consider the fact that if you're doing it through an iOS app, 30% of what you're paying is going to go to Apple, not the creator 
of that NFT. And so, um, you know, if you care where your money's going, maybe go direct. I'm Paul Canetti. I'll see you next week for more tech news for MBA. This is a really good podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>